So I don't know if y'all remember what I forgot which episode it was. I told y'all, you know, I, I usually record sitting inside my car because I, you know I don't have a, a studio right now. Uh, currently working on that. So, you know, it's been hot out here in Cali for the last couple of days. Like yesterday, it was up to like 105. So you know, right now it's about it's creeping into the to the high 80s, low 90s. So I can't sit in my car with the windows down. So you, you might hear some cars ride by, and, and I refuse to turn the AC on. You know, gas is is a premium out here, so you can't just be having your car running. So yeah, you're gonna hear some cars ride by this episode, but it's cool. It gives that it gives the podcast that natural feel. <laughs> you know, don't be too bougie. You still gonna hear me rant and rave and and, and and mess up kids' names and all that stuff. So. Welcome back to the weekend. I hope everyone enjoyed their Labor Day weekend. I did. I got to watch some good, good football. Um, got some work done. And it college football is officially back. We are officially in full football mode. Um, this weekend, the NFL will will start their season. But you know, we don't we don't talk about the, the pros on this on this podcast. Strictly high school and college. Um, this will be. The first of the weekly episodes from here on out. Um, today we're starting on a Tuesday because of yesterday's game with Notre Dame and 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 uh, who did Notre Dame beat yesterday? Louisville. So you know we had to let that game in before we can really break the weekend down and put out the Fan Out 15 rankings, which didn't really change. But we'll we'll get into that shortly. First, let's go through all the promotions and everything. Make sure you follow me on Instagram and Twitter, K-N-D-L-L-H on Instagram, K-N-D-L-L-0 on Twitter. Like my page on Facebook. Just type my name in. I'm the dark skinned brother with the bucket hat on. And most importantly, patreon.com slash khilton. Sign up, subscribe, become a subscribe member. Um, $3 a month for the first 100 uh, uh, subscribers. Never will that price go up. Never will it change. This is a long-term play. This is not something short-term. This is a long-term play. So everyone that's subscribed now, if you're still with me in the next, you know, two to five years, you're going to be getting some real, real dope content. I uh, got a, still got a documentary I'm working on, which is going to lead to other sports documentaries coming out of the, the Fan Eye Laboratory. So make sure y'all sign up, man. I really appreciate everyone else that supports me in any kind of way, whether you like a picture whether you comment, whether you share, whatever you do, you know, whatever you do that supports myself and the fan out movement, I appreciate it. So, with all that being said, let's get into this week's, the first week, week one's ranking fan out. You know, we, we didn't play our best. You got to give them credit. They're a really good team. Came out with a hot start. We turned the ball over. Uh, we didn't play our best, but we found a way to win. Uh, real proud of this group. I think you'll see that team uh, win a whole lot of games, and uh, I think they're one of the best teams in the country. It's just a surreal moment. It really is. I'm thankful for the opportunity. It came down to the wire. Oregon was an incredible team. Uh, I just kept telling Seth, your moment's going to come, and when it comes, we got to build on it, and we got to make it. So sure enough, it came, and he makes the biggest play of the game. Your offense knew when you took the field that you had to do something special. What were you guys talking about before you took the field? Uh, just we got to win. We got to win the game. Do whatever it takes to win the game. Uh, get in field goal range first, and then we'll go from there. Um, 
down the stretch, we made some great catches there, uh, great calls to get us down the field. And once again, there in the third quarter, we just started running the ball, and our defense played out of their minds in the second half. And so I wouldn't be here without everybody else, that's for sure. So only two teams went on the road this weekend. Um, that's pretty bad. You know, it, it was a slow weekend, and you usually the opening weekend is like that. You know, we only had one game where it was, you know, worth watching, I would say, where it was, you know, two ranked, uh, as far as ranked opponents. It was only two games in the fan out 15 that was worth, uh, one game that was worth watching. Uh, actually, two. It just didn't include another ranked team. Uh, Florida versus Miami was a was actually a great game. Um, Miami is not a part of the fan out 15. I'm not sure if they're even in the AP rankings right now. Uh, but along with that game was the Auburn Oregon game. Uh, Auburn coming up with the 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 big victory, and I, I think it was it was like I said, it was just a slow weekend. Not, I didn't make any changes, only one change. So let, let's go through it real quick. At 15, we had Penn State. They knocked off Idaho at home, 79-0. Uh, next, we have at 14, University of Washington. They defeated Eastern Washington, 47-14 at home. Uh, UCF comes in at 13. They knocked off uh, MEAC School, FAMU, Florida, Florida A&M, 62-0. At 12, we still have LSU, who went on to defeat Georgia Southern 55-3. to uh, Real quick on LSU, I know they're ranked top, they're, I think, six in the AP rankings. And they're at 12th in mine, so whatever. <laughs> but I'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, number 11, we still, we, we still have Florida. Florida by the nick of their teeth. Now, they did play a, 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 a good opponent, but... They were inconsistent, and that's the only reason why I didn't really move them up or jump them in front of anybody, just because the uh, the play was just so inconsistent. Uh, Felipe Franks went on and, and threw two two interceptions in in the, in the fourth quarter, uh, and it was just it was just bad, you know. But they still got the win, so they remain at the number eleven spot. At number ten, we still have Texas A and M. They defeated Texas State forty one seven. Next, we have at number nine, Texas, 45-14 over Louisiana Tech. And number eight, after not being ranked a week ago in the preseason rankings, we have Auburn for their 27-21 victory over the previous number 18, the preseason number 18, Oregon. Um, Bo Nix threw a game-winning touchdown. He didn't have a good game either, you know, for his first first outing, uh, his first start. It for a big, you know, in big time college football, he he didn't he didn't wow people, but you know he made the game winning play. So gotta give him credit for that. Um, at number seven, we have Michigan. They defeated Middle Middle Tennessee State forty to twenty one. Number six, we have Notre Dame. They won last night against Louisville on the road. They were the other road team. They were one of two two road teams. Uh, they defeated Louisville on the road thirty five seventeen. At number five, we still have Ohio State. They defeated Florida Atlantic 42-21. At, at number four, we have Georgia. They were the other road team. They went up to Vandy and won 30-6. At number three, we have Oklahoma. Woo, woo, woo. That boy Jalen Hurts. Man. What were y'all saying about him again? 
Man, I keep telling y'all. We're we going to get into that. We're going to get into that. Uh, at number two, we have Bama 42-3 over Duke. I was completely wrong about that. My college pickup, I actually said that uh, watch out for for Quentin Harris. Man, Quentin Harris ain't do nothing. <laughs> it was business as usual for Bama. So they, they remain at number two. And at number one, we still have Clemson, who defeated Georgia Tech Thursday, 52-14. Travis Etienne proved that he is the best running back in the country this year. I'm pretty sure he's going to be a Heisman candidate. We'll get into a little bit more into his numbers um, later later on in the podcast. But, yeah, that's the fan out 15. Uh, like I said, the, the, the only really shakeup was, was Arvin. You know, Arvin knocking off Oregon, and that really wasn't wasn't a shakeup. You know, it was just a good team beat another good team in a neutral site. Uh, Oregon pretty much gave the game away, uh, allowing Arvin to come back in the second half. And and but it, it doesn't it doesn't knock Oregon completely out of the mix. You know, they're still right there underneath the 15 teams in honorable mention, along with Utah. Uh, I I I. I I really want to put Utah in in the fifteen, but they have to have they they need a big win from me first um, to knock out one of these teams. You know, I, I don't see them. I don't really want to put them over anyone in the fan out fifteen currently. Um, the only team maybe is UCF, but I can't dis. I we can't dis. I, I said I'm not going to have the Boise State State syndrome with them, so. Can't really do them like that. But other than that, yeah, I just don't see any team right now that I can say, yeah, hands down, they're better than. But next week, which we'll get over the schedule for next week, we're going to really, it might be some room for them because, you know, might be a couple losses. So we'll see. But, yeah, other than that, the Fan Out 15 is normal. Let me know. You know, leave a message on the Anchor app. If you're listening to this on Anchor, leave me a message. Let me know what you think of my rankings. Uh, also, compare them to the to the AP rankings. I love comparing my my rankings to their rankings. So, let me know in the comments what you think. But, yep, Fan Out 15, only one change team. Auburn at number eight. The rest, everyone stays the same. Everyone is still in their original spot. So most of the headlines actually came from the unranked teams. The biggest one of them all, the upset upset of the weekend, Georgia State 38, Tennessee 30. <laughs> so, man, I would love to hear the Tennessee sports radio uh, station this morning. I'm pretty sure those volunteer fans are livid. Livid. Tennessee been... Oh, man, it's a shame to see where that program has come to, where they currently are, because, you know, they were one of the they were one of the premier teams. That was one of the premier programs in the SEC. And, you know, yesterday they took a loss to Georgia State. I don't even know who 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 has come out of Georgia State. But, yeah, man, Georgia State kind of like put it on them, uh, rushed for 213 yards. Uh, that's crazy when you figure when you think of SEC you mainly think of toughness and, and defense and this team out of Georgia uh who some say is the fifth best team in Georgia <laughs> uh put up 213 rushing yards on them uh that's that's crazy you know they outscored them i mean they they scored 17 unanswered points in the fourth quarter you know and they led going into the fourth quarter 21 
21 20 so it wasn't like this was this was a uh a, a close game it i mean it was a close game up until the fourth quarter but it wasn't like a fluke no nah, georgia state was just actually the better team um the game at, the only reason why the score looks like that is because tennessee scored with a few seconds left on the clock but they got dominated in the fourth quarter and you know hats off to georgia state hats off to those guys they went they got a nine hundred and fifty fifty thousand dollar check to come play at knoxville and they left with not only with the check but also with a w so those two things is going to greatly help out their recruiting and, and their football program so but tennessee man i don't that was just a ups truck that just rolled by um tennessee i don't i don't know i don't know what to tell you jeremy pruitt he's not the guy at all but they gotta wait because his buyout is about four million so and that's at the end of the season. So it's like, eh, you got to at least get through the through the season. Got to at least get through the season. But, man, man, this is a tough loss. I feel bad for that program. I feel bad for that fan base. Got to get it together. That SEC, it, it doesn't matter anymore. Now, some other SEC teams that took L's, South Carolina lost to North Carolina. They took an L. Um who else took an L this weekend? Ole Miss took a loss to Memphis. So, you know, the SEC just, you know, they kind of look regular. You know, we always talk about how they're the best conference from top to bottom. But, nah, not this week, you know. <laughs> Arkansas, they barely beat Portland State. And, it, you know, just the only, t- it's, it's three, it's four good teams in the SEC. Five maybe. But the teams that are in the fan out rankings, those are the good teams. But other than that, oh, and I can't forget about Florida and Miami. You know, Florida almost, but I don't really count that game because that that's that's deeper than conference play. That's Florida versus Florida. You know, that's Florida boys versus Florida boys. Don't matter what conference either team is in, they're gonna they're gonna be good. But uh, yeah, other than that, man, it, the SEC, you know, looked kind of shaky this weekend. So, but uh, Tennessee definitely was the was the the biggest biggest upset of the weekend. And I'm not sure where they go from here. I guess you all you can do is just come back and play next weekend. They take on BYU, who lost their season opener to Utah. Um, BYU will be traveling to Knoxville, so they'll have two. They'll have a back-to-back home games. Now, if they lose again, they might just gotta pay that price tag and get Jeremy Pruitt up out of there. But and he's only in the second year of his contract. But ah. Uh, don't lose again. That's all I can say. They need a they need a great performance against BYU. Kind of like a kind of lead a, a dominant forty to twelve type of performance to 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 give the fans a, a little bit more uh, faith. I would say. <laughs> so we'll be watching out. We'll be looking at that game with a with a close eye, definitely. Now this next game I'm about to talk about is uh, is personal. This is where you're going to see the fan come out. This is that it still comes from a journalistic point of view, but I'm a fan. This is a fan rant that's about to happen. Florida State suffered a loss to Boise State. Uh, where do I start? You know, first I got to say Jimbo Fisher leaving really set us back. 
And I had a feeling when the news first came out that he was going to go to Texas A&M. I was like, damn, this this might hurt us. No matter who we get in here, we kind of like gave the keys to Jimbo. And he took the keys with him. Now we got to get some new keys made. <laughs> That's pretty much how it would it feel like. And Willie Taggart, uh, I just seen something this morning, actually, before I started recording this podcast. He came on and said that maybe the players were dehydrated. And I'm like, what, bro? Like, let, let, let's break that down a little bit. You, you telling me a, a Florida team with Florida-born players coached by a Florida-born uh, uh, head coach gets dehydrated against a team that's playing that's from the mountains in Boise State playing in the Florida heat how how that shouldn't be the case that should never be the case you should never be out out worked by a team that doesn't know how to play in your type of environment like you practice all your all majority of that team all their life they've played in that florida heat which is a different kind of heat that's why florida teams are always florida team not only florida teams but just florida players that's why it seems like they always got that extra umph because they play in that humid hot weather and they get to play all year round so it's like how can you tell me a team that's from the mountains can come down to florida and outwork you Cause that's basically what you're saying. They outworked us. Cause you didn't you didn't prepare well enough in practice. Cause your guys got tired. Then you then your training staff wasn't prepared well enough because they let the guys get dehydrated. Stuff like that should never happen. It should never happen. Not at not at a school like Florida State. Not when you have millions and millions of dollars invested into the football team. That should never happen. And I don't know. I, I really, my you know, my buddy, Jason E. Photos, you know, he texts me. He's like, man, what's up with your boys? I'm like, I, all I can say is Jimbo set us back a couple years. Losing Jimbo like that and then just trying to bring Willie. And it's really our karma, really. I feel like this is nothing but karma because we stole Willie Taggart from the Oregon Ducks. And I don't know until we get a le- – I'm not going to say he's not legit. I think he is a legit head coach. But I think the way he came here wasn't legit. I think the way he came here was it was it was the same way Jimbo went to Texas A&M. It was just like a thief in the night type of thing. I don't think that's going to play well for our karma. I think we're going to struggle. I think we're going to it's it's going to be uh, it's just going to be us trying to find identity, trying to match his identity. And it's just uh, man, it was it's just tough seeing seeing them play like that. It's tough seeing that loss. Because I, I really expected us to come back this season. Now that we have a full season under Willie Taggart, he can get his system in. He, you know, he still don't really have his guys there, which I, I am, I am, I always say you got to give a coach at least three years, um, because in that in that fourth season he'll officially have his players there. But it's like, man. Boise State and when Boise State isn't isn't even what they were you know Boise State has took a fall off they're taking a fall off still still a a, a decent football team don't get me wrong still got a decent program but no we shouldn't lose to them we should not not in the season not in the home opener 
Not when it's an afternoon game in the Florida heat. No. We should run them boys to death. But I it's it's tough, man. Like I I <laughs> Uh, it's tough because it's like, come on, guys. Like, we got talent all over the field. And this is why coaching matters. And I know a lot of people like to say, why does a coach get so much pay so much money? You know, this is why. Because when you're at a program like a Florida State, like a Clemson, like a Bama, like a Texas, uh, like a USC. Yeah, USC and Florida. USC is kind of like in the same boat Florida State is in right now. Have a, a shit ton, a shitload of talent. All over the field at every position, like just talent, just per talent. But for some reason, it's not translating into wins. The only thing you can look at is coaching. Because it's, it's not the players. The players are there. You got all Americans all over the field. You got all states players all, all over the field. You got you literally have the top players in the country on your on your roster. So it's like if you can't figure out how to use them and how to turn that roster into a, a winning program, then it's you. That's why the coaches get the big bucks because only certain coaches know how to turn those great rosters into big wins, into championships. So that's why those coaches, that's why Jimbo just got $70 million from Texas A&M because he showed people he know how to, he know how to not only recruit, but he know how to use a roster, and he knows how to turn a, 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 a maybe some could say a media. Nah, nah, it's no, it's never, it's no mediocre roster. It's no mediocre roster. When you have a talented roster and you're in a hotbed like Florida, like Texas, like California, it's no excuse. It's no excuse. California's second tier players are better than a lot of states' first tier, first tier players. So you, you know, you just gotta look at coaching at that point and. I like I like Willie Taggart. I, I think he can be a great coach, but I just don't think it will be at Florida State um, right now, at least. And things can change. I hope they change. I hope he proves me wrong. I really do. But just right now, I'm just not sure if 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 the vibes are right. It just doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel like he belongs on at Florida State. It feel like we stole him from another team, and right now we're just. We're we're, we're 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 dealing with the consequences of that, not being able to to do simple things like keep players hydrated. Like I that, oh man, when I seen that, I just like, come on, man, really? That's 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 why we lost, because it wasn't enough water on the sideline. So, I, I'm not sure what my nose are gonna do, but we'll see next week. Louisiana Monroe comes to town. That should be a win. But you never know. So prepare prepare for another rant next week if we lose. That's all I got to say. <laughs> As you scored your first touchdown and you started to hit some nice throws, how did you settle into this offense in your first time? Um, it's just playing football. It's great, great surrounding cast around me. O-line, O-line did a great job. The did a great job. It's been open. Um, we played good football at times, but it was not, a, it was not consistent enough. You seem super disappointed right now, and yet you set a new school record for yards in a debut, and you're also the first Oklahoma quarterback in school history to throw for over 300 and rush for over 150. So can you be somewhat happy? I got to go talk to my boys. We got to get right. We got to get better. We got to take more steps. When you look back on this game tonight, what do you think is the thing that you've got to clean up most? 
um, sloppy play, really trusting it, um, and just executing better. We got to execute better. All right. What does the future hold for you guys? What what kind of feeling do you get from this debut? Um, hopefully, hopefully um, we can learn from our mistakes from this game and um, take that next step next week. Okay. Can I just get one smile? You played well tonight, Jalen. We got to do better, man. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. All right, you gave me a baby one. I'll take it. Right. Thank, you. Thank you. Thanks. Our first player of the weekend award goes to Jalen Hurts. Woo, woo. That boy, man, he went out there and showed out. I, I, I was happy to see. I'm really happy for Jalen Hurts, man, because I, I was so disappointed in the way things turned out at Alabama for him, just, you know, the way he lost his spot. And he kept his head high the whole time. You know, just always stayed a team player. And I was like, man, he deserved a chance to to really do what he can do. And, man, oh, man, now do he get a chance. I'm telling you, Lincoln Riley is getting a lot of respect from me. And if if, if, if Jalen continues to play like this for the rest of the season, man, we the, Lincoln Riley might be the best offensive mind in, 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 in not only college football but football, period. Uh, Jalen Hurts. 506 total yards, six touchdowns. First player since Johnny Manziel to pass for 300 plus yards, three touchdowns. Rush for 100 plus 150 plus yards and three touchdowns. So, uh, he, he, he and and this is the most impressive. This is the most impressive because all the talk is about oh he can't throw, he can't throw. 20 for 23, 332 passing yards. Like, come on, people. Open your eyes. This Oklahoma offense fits him perfectly, and he may be on his way to a Heisman. Lincoln Riley might get three straight Heisman Trophy winners, all transfers. I want to see what he do with a player that he get for four years, like the guy spent, like the young kid Spencer from uh, QB uh, uh, QB one. What he gonna look? Spencer Ratliff. What he's gonna look like? Cause he's coming in as a freshman. He's all American. He'll get his chance possibly next year. So he'll, he might come in and start it as a sophomore. I'm curious to see what Lincoln can do with that. But back to Jalen Hurts, man. Like I said, uh, th this is great for him. After the game, He, you know, you heard him. He said, this is where I belong. You know, I belong here. This is where I belong. On the field, making plays. And Lincoln Riley's offense is just perfect for him. Lincoln Riley is the perfect coach for him. Not saying Nick Saban wasn't, but... Uh, Nick Saban, just Trevor. It was, it was, it was, it was too hard to keep Tua off the field because Tua was the better thrower, and that's just the honesty, honest opinion of it. Not saying he was a better player, but he was the better, he was a better passer. He was, he could throw, he had a better ball than than Jalen. So Jalen coming into this offense where it's wide open and spread out, it allows the quarterback to do so many different things have so many options, you know, and, and gives the quarterback freedom. And a player like that, dual threat, who can throw and pass, you got to give them freedom to just make plays. And that's what he did yesterday. So he is our college player of the weekend. Uh, behind him was honorable mention Travis, mm, Travis, Travis Etienne, 12 carries, 203 yards, three touchdowns. Like I said earlier, best running back in the country, hands down. No question. He, I'm pretty sure he's going to be a Heisman candidate, but for right now, we're just going to keep him as the best running back in the country. Trevor Lawrence had a rough game, and ETN just kind of 
made the plays. He made the plays for the for the for the for the Tigers, the big plays at that. You know, twelve carries and two hundred and three yards. That's insane. That's that is insane. We come on, man. That's that's crazy. So uh, he's honorable mention. But if it, if it wasn't for Jalen's uh, just breakout performance, he probably would have been a player of the weekend for for the college. And our high school player of the weekend goes to Nate Ritchie out of Utah. He is a senior out of uh, Lone Peak High School. Man, I was so. Let me tell you about. I've I've been hot on this kid all weekend. I've been posting about him all weekend just because I haven't. I don't see much information out there about him, and I feel like it should be. I feel like it really should be more, more content, more information about this kid. He. So let me give you a rundown. He 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 plays kicker, punter, safety, wide receiver, running back, and he also runs the wildcat. Now I didn't get to see the wildcat. I didn't get to see running back, and I didn't get to see receiver. But I did see him kick a 40-yard field goal. I did see him do have a kick return of 70 yards, almost scored if it wasn't for a shoestring tackle. I also seen him with a 70-yard uh, interception return touchdown that clinched the game. That was the dagger. Took it to the house. also seen him uh, uh, convert a, a fake punt on, like, a, I think it was a fourth and six. Yeah, it was a fourth and six. And he just, you know, shifted to the left a little bit and just took off and converted the fourth down, which kind of kept that drive going and killed killed Narbonne's. Uh, that's what they played, Narbonne out of California, who was the 10th ranked team in the country. So he didn't just do this against no any old by. He did this against a team full of D1 players. And he was the best player on the field, hands down, no questions about it. Just he was the best player above everyone. You know, I've never seen a player just do everything like that. You know, the most impressive was a forty-yard kick, uh, kick, a uh, uh, field goal. When I'm when I tell you he kicked the field goal and still had about a good, he could have hit it from fifty. He easily could have hit it from fifty. Like it wasn't no, you know, he barely got no. It it had height on it. You know, and you could go check out his interview on my IGTV or on YouTube. Uh, and it, yeah, man, I'm, I'm very impressed with this kid right now. He has 12 offers. Uh, his coach said Alabama showing some interest. So, you know, I, I hope the offers come flying in for this kid, man, because he deserves it. He is a football player. This is this is a real football player, you know, who literally does everything on the field. So um, let's keep an eye. We're going to keep an eye out on him for the rest of the season just to see what else he does. Uh, this is every week for him. You know, the week before uh, uh, in their second game of the season, Lone Peak second game of the season. In one quarter, he had a 20, he caught a 25-yard touchdown pass. He recovered a fumble, then kicked a 29, 29-yard field goal after the fumble, and then he had an interception. <laughs> All in one quarter. So this seems to be an every, every week thing for him. So we're going to keep an eye on him for the rest of the season. You're definitely going to hear me talk about him again. Um, but, yeah, Nate Ritchie. Out of Lone Peak, Utah, very, very great player. Go look him up. Make sure you go check out that interview. It's on YouTube and IGTV, Street Interview, Nate Ritchie. Please go check that out, man. My college pickums didn't go too well. Uh, let's just go through them real quick. I was wrong on the Stanford-Northwestern game. Stanford walked away with a victory, 17-7. Northwestern fumbled late in the fourth quarter that uh, gave and uh, Stanford went in and turned that into a touchdown. They gave him the 10-point lead. So I picked Northwestern, but 
it was a close game, you know, it was seven ten all the way late into the fourth quarter. So it wasn't like I was completely wrong. It's just one play, man. That's all it takes sometimes in college football. One play. Uh Bama versus Duke. Like I, I picked Bama. I was right on the pick, but you know, I, I tried to give Quentin Harris uh some some motivation and, and and tried to, you know, throw him throw him to the spotlight, I'll say, and, and he didn't show up, you know, uh him nor the rest of his team. Uh, Bama just pretty much dominated the entire game, and rightfully so. You know, it was I don't I, like I'm not sure why people thought I'm not gonna say people, but I'm not sure why that was a neutral site game. I'm not sure why that game was highlighted. Uh, Duke doesn't have that kind of fan base to where you can send them to Atlanta to play the best team, the best program in the last 15 years. <laughs> um, they could have easily just went to Tuscaloosa for that. But, you know, it's all about the money. Uh, Maryland smacked Howard. Uh, you know, I was interested in the game just because of the DMV connection. Uh, both schools are literally 20 minutes away from each other. So, you know, I thought that would be a, I thought it was going to be a cool game. But, man, Maryland smacked them 70-79-0. Uh, Jackson, Josh Jackson, quarterback. Four touchdowns. Maryland might got a quarterback. Might be the first one in a long time. Maryland got a real, real good quarterback. Um, Jackson State uh, suffered the loss to Grant uh, Bethune Cookman. Bethune Cookman walked away with the 36-15 victory. I picked Jackson State in that one. Um, Cook scored four consecutive touchdowns in the second half. Uh, but it's a shame because the biggest, the biggest headline from that game was Jackson State's mascot getting a penalty uh for jumping into the pile after a touchdown and you know every time you go to the ES every time you went to the ESPN app after the game that's all it talked about it didn't talk about Bethune Cookman and didn't talk about the swack meak challenge it was you know Jackson State mascot gets a penalty I'm like man that's that's the only that's the only that's the biggest thing y'all got from that from from that game so um just just a shame just a shame uh jmu i picked them as an upset of the week uh they they lost 13 20 to west virginia it was tied heading into the fourth quarter and then uh west virginia outscored them 10 to 3 in the fourth so i didn't do too well you know i I got i got uh let's see i got bama right i got maryland right and i got uh that was it you know so Oh, and I got Auburn right. Yeah, I forgot. I also picked Auburn, so I got that game right. So yeah, it was not too, not didn't do too well in the pick'em this week. So we're, we're going to try again next week. Make sure you follow follow me on Instagram, and so you can keep up with the IG story. I I, I put I do all my pick'ems there, and I put them in the highlights, so you can go back and track and see which games I was right and which games I was wrong. Uh, so yeah, let's let's keep it going and get to the upcoming schedule for next weekend so next week's schedule is a little bit better a little bit more a little a couple more intrigue, intriguing matchups um we're going to start off with syracuse number 22 syracuse and ap ranking traveling to maryland now the reason why this game is interesting for me is because i think this is an opportunity for Ma- for maryland to uh and and um new head coach uh, uh lockley to Go to that next level, you know. Not saying that beating Syracuse is going to put him on some crazy level, but 
Syracuse is ranked in the eight, in, in, in the Associated Press. You know, Syracuse had 10 wins last season. Uh, they had they defeated Clemson at home a couple years ago. So, you know, Syracuse, so Syracuse is a is a decent opponent, but I think if Maryland can come out and and get a good win over a ranked opponent, man, that'll be good for the program. That'll be good uh, for recruiting everything. So I'm I'm interested to see how how uh, how the Turks come out. Uh, Cuse won last week. They defeated Liberty 24-0. So both teams are one to know. So someone has to lose. Someone has to get their first loss of the season. After that, of course, Texas A&M at Clemson. That is my game of the weekend. Texas A&M uh, offensive lineman came out and said that I'm not going to put it on him. He got baited, you know, and, and shame on that reporter for, for for presenting that question to that young man asking him if if he sees this as an upset if he thinks Clemson is in in store for an upset this weekend and and of course like most young men would have said in that situation yeah they are we're going to beat them he's supposed to say that he's supposed to be confident he's supposed to do all those but he doesn't have to say it to the media and i i think the media baited you know that of course that the media baited him in and you know, as a young man, he you know he just going off of comp- com- his competitiveness. He's supposed to say something like that, but uh, Jimbo actually, <laughs> when the reporters went back and basically snitched, like yeah, so and so said y'all going to beat him. He guaranteed a win, and you know Jimbo didn't lay it. You know he didn't he didn't blast the guy. He just said, well, you know he better play good, and things like that don't need to be said. We know what we have to do. But what, what exactly what a coach is supposed to say in that situation? Um, but like I said, I, I think the media baited him in. Um, they took advantage of the young man, and and and, and he said something that uh, I'm not even gonna put his name out there because you know I don't want I don't want all eyes on him. I mean I'm pretty sure they are, but on my platform I won't put his name out there. So, but if the Aggies can force a few turnovers like Georgia Tech did, then we might got a game. And Calamon, he had a pretty good game. A Saturday, I'm pretty. He's a. Be, I think Texas A&M has a better offense than Georgia Tech. I think the Clemson defense, which is young, will really get tested this week by Texas Tech. I mean Texas A&M offense, but it all depends on how well Trevor Lawrence play. You know, I think if Trevor Lawrence have a game like he had against Georgia Tech, then I don't. I don't think Clemson can win like that again. And ETN damn sure ain't only going to have 12 carries. He's going to have a lot more than 12 carries. So it's really going to be a question of whether or not Texas A&M can match their offensive output. And if they're de- if if tech- whoever defense plays better is going to win the game. I think this game this game is going to, it's going to be scoring, but it's going to come down to big def- defensive plays and and big defensive drives. So uh, that's my take on it. Not 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 going to make a pick yet. I'm going to save that for uh, my college pick'em, which I'll probably put out Friday. So I'm not going to pick a winner yet. Going to sit on the game for a little bit longer. Um, but yeah, that, that's my take. Whoever has the most defensive plays, big plays, and the will 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 more than likely win this game. After that, we have uh, UCLA San Diego State. Now this game is interesting to me because, and I think everyone really should pay attention because. It could potentially shake up the Pac-12. 
how you know remember last year ucla started zero and five and it was like ugh. you know they 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 just they just lost last week to cincinnati second year in a row they opened the season with a loss against cincinnati now no disrespect to cincinnati but when you say ucla football and cincinnati football i think ucla has a little bit more weight so to know that cincinnati has beaten them twice and back-to-back season openers is like eh, all under chip kelly which is why this game is interesting. So they need a win. They have to win. They cannot start this season 0-2 because after San Diego State comes Oklahoma. And not Oklahoma to Pasadena. They go to Oklahoma. So that's like a kind of a, I don't want to say guaranteed loss, but it's a good 80% chance that they're going to lose that game if they come into that game 0-2. So, this is a big game. I hope they treat this like this is a big game because I don't think they can afford to lose uh, lose it to to San Diego State. I don't. They cannot afford to start this season off zero and two. Chip Kelly cannot afford to start this season off zero and two. Uh, I'm not saying they're going to fire him or anything like that, but um, it's a recruiting war going on right now between UCLA and USC and, and Stanford and all these California schools and. Games like this matter, man. Like these kids, these young kids, high school kids, they watch games like this. Oh, y'all lost to San Diego State. Ah, I don't know, Chip. You might not be there that long. You know, these high school players are starting to really think like that. So I, I really, they, I hope, I really hope the Bruins treat this like a big game because to me, I think this is a big game for them to not start this season off zero two, especially when you have Oklahoma the very next week. Um. So, yeah, UCLA, San Diego State, watch that one for sure. Then we have LSU at Texas. Uh, I stated earlier how LSU is number six in, in the AP rankings, and they're 12 in mine, and I'm expecting people to kind of call me out on that, and I'm going to be honest. I'm just I'm waiting for LSU to really prove to me that they are a top 10 team in the country. And the only reason why I say this is because I've been bamboozled by them the last couple of years. I've been thinking, no, oh, this, this is the year they can really do it. This is the year. And I think now they have a nice foundation. They finally got their feet settled. You know, Ed Orgeron has his feet settled. Uh, they got a, a passing guru, passing game guru coming in with Joe Brady. And, 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 and I mean, yeah, Joe Brady, uh, Joe Burrow, quarterback, he's, you know, He's a he's a he's a state guy, you know. People people love him, the team love him, everybody loves him. So they have a leader, and I don't think they had they 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 haven't had that at the quarterback position in the last few years. Uh, so if they beat Texas, though, I have to put them in the top ten. But I'm just waiting, you know. And I I I look at I look at me putting them at twelve is a little bit of motivation for them. You know, I, if someone could get this to one of their players, coaches or anything, you know, I would love for them to see it and use it for motivation because I do think they should. I do think they can uh, are able to be a top 10 team, but I'm just not ready to put them there yet, you know, because they, they haven't they haven't produced like I think they should. You know, I think they should be competing with Bama on way better than what they are in in in, in the SEC West. But. You know that's that's another that's another story, and it, I would hate to see. And honestly, right now it's like is Texas A&M better than them? I have Texas A&M ranked higher, but it's like for Texas A&M to just come into the SEC, 
a few years ago and you're you're an SEC original power, it should be more separation on LSU part. So and as for Texas, they need this win just as much as LSU need this win. Because like both programs are at are at a point where they're trying to put themselves back into that national prominence of 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 where like where Oklahoma is, where Ar- not not Auburn, where Clemson is, where Ohio State is. They're trying to get to that level, and they're right below it. They're right below it. Still great programs, you know. If you go there, you're more than likely going to end up at the league if you have if you have a decent uh, college career. But they they want you you play for championships. You play for national championships on the college level, and both of these teams have programs that have won national championships. But right now they are they are not in the space where people look at them as a championship caliber team. So I look at this game for both teams as one that they both need to win just for morale standpoint, just to prove to their fan base and other fans, other college football fans, other uh, college football pundits that they are a national championship uh, uh, competitor. So uh, that game will be, I, I think it's going to be physical though. I think it's going to be a very, very physical game. A lot, a lot of head knocking going on in that one. So, that's going to be a fun game to watch. Make sure y'all check out that one. And high school game of the week that I'll be traveling to is Sarah, uh, Gardena Sarah against Calabasas. That's going to be a fun game. Uh, uh, Jalen Jalen Armstead of Gar, uh, of Sarah just recently in his last game performed put up a 222 rushing yards, five touchdowns, and he only carried the ball five times. So he went five for five. Uh, very, very, very rare in, in, on, on any level. So it's going to, he's going to be the player to watch in that game for me. And uh, I'll have more information come out, more previews come out for that game later on in the week. Just make sure you follow me on both Twitter and Instagram where you can catch those quick little, quick little bites, bites of content for this uh, high school game coming up on Friday. Uh, so, yeah, those are the games of the weekend. Uh, college, high school, those are the games to watch out for. Like I said, I'll post more content about other games uh, throughout the week, but those are my biggest games to look out for this weekend. So if I had to, if I had to pick a winner, nah, I ain't giving y'all no winners. No winners yet. Got to gotta follow me for the winners. Final thoughts from this previous weekend. Uh, college football is back. Football is back, baby. You know, we are officially in the best time of the year. NFL start this weekend, so that's going to be even more more football for this weekend. But yeah, we're we're, we're back in football mode. You know, people people are asking me uh, how I feel about certain bad NBA games and I mean NBA teams and players. I'm like, I'm not in basketball mode right now. Like I'm strictly in football mode. You know, I'm only paying attention to football right now, and I, I'm only doing that because you know football is kind of like where I started. You know, that's kind of where. You know, people started recognizing me. That's where I started interviewing players and stuff like that. So I'm strictly in football mode until December. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it was a great weekend, man. I, I, I'm happy to see that all the teams did what they were supposed to do. Uh, nobody really had too many hiccups. Uh, you know, everybody played middle, middle, middle of the road cupcake opponents, and they dominated. So... I tip my hat to all the teams in the Fan Out 15 for that because usually you have somebody that 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 slips up every now and then. Um, but I'm pretty sure that's going to happen. But for opening weekend, for everybody to just come out hot, 
that's a great sign that we're going to have a great college football season because all that means is the games are going to get better. The matchups, the previews for the matchup are just going to be more and more anticipated. Um, high school football, I'm, I'm loving. I'm so happy I'm back in high school football, man. Just so far in the last two weeks, I've gotten to speak with Bryce Young of Marta Day. He's a top-tier quarterback in the country. He's going to USC. Then just this past Friday, like I said, Nate Ritchie got to speak with him. Both great, great kids. Uh, just very, very humble. Love, I love that about them. That's the, that's the, that's their most beautiful attribute. But uh, yeah, great football players, man. And I, I'm so excited to see them, not only for the rest of this high school season, but you know throughout the rest of their football careers and see what happens with them. So uh, just overall, great, great football. Just. Uh, so happy to have football just all around me like this and be in the full swing of things. But, yeah, so with all that being said, I appreciate y'all for tuning in once again. Uh, thank you for sitting through the, the car noises and the outside noises. But like I said, man, it's natural. And depending on how this thing sound, if I like how it sound, you might hear it a lot more. You know, it might be something different. Everybody try to get in their fancy little studios, soundproof studios and all that. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm real with mine, so... I, I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you guys enjoyed this first episode. We'll be back next week. So don't expect a new episode tomorrow or, or Thursday. No, we, we're back next week. We are once a week. If you want more weekend content, you got to follow me. You got to follow FanEye. And you got to check out FanEye.com. So make sure you keep tabs on all three things. Follow me at on Instagram at KNDLLH. On Twitter at KNDLL0. Follow the Fan Out Sports page, F-A-N-I Sports on Instagram. Also like the the the, the uh, Facebook page. Also has a, a Twitter page, just not very active right now. Um, just coming up with a new game plan for Twitter. Twitter's Twitter's hard, man. Twitter's hard. Like just to keep up. Like it's literally just constant, you know. So to keep up, Twitter is very difficult. But I'm I'm working on it. I'm trying. Make sure y'all follow me, man. I only got like 10 followers, so please follow me. Please. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's the weekend. We'll see, we'll be back next week. And like I love to end every episode, y'all know the slogan, live life like the weekend. I'm out. First and 20. ATM. Trying to bounce outside. For the 30. He's loose. Come in.